0: your cast a six feet under retrospective i am your funeral director robin and i'm joined by my six feet undertakers
1: moira and des
0: and we have our uh great guest host back with us again this week uh to talk episode uh four familia um say hi stuff hi thanks for having me
2: this is so much
0: fun (laughs) (laughs) it is (laughs) Our door is always open to you, Steph. Um, okay, let's get into the Darwin Awards.
2: My favorite part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, this, this, this story is called Faulty Aim Fatal. Um, this is in 2002, Colorado. When Gerald was pulled over f- by police for erratic driving, he decided it was better to flee from the stolen car on foot rather than face possible time for a parole violation. This was the first of two successful successive mental lapses. Gerald's actual thoughts are unknown, but may have been something like this. The officers are only suspicious and alert now. I'll make them hot, sweaty, tired, and angry by leading them on a wild chase through dark alleys and fields. During the subsequent foot chase, Gerald attempted to dissuade officers from the pursuit by firing a 9mm Ruger semi-automatic handgun blindly over his shoulder. This was the second illustration of a potential mental deficiency. Officers are running behind me. They have guns. I have a gun. They have eyes in the front of their heads so they can see to aim at me. I don't have eyes in the back of my head, so I'll fire wildly behind me and see what happens." Unfortunately, Gerald appears to have been one of those folks who can't chew gum and walk at the same time, or at least he couldn't fire and flee at the same time. While discharging the weapon over his shoulder, Gerald managed to shoot himself in the head with his own gun, (gasps) bringing the chase to a sudden conclusion. Four shots were fired, none by the officers, who found Gerald's pistol next to his phone body. Gerald was transported to the local hospital where he expired the final filing day, thus removing a set of genes deficient in both judgment and coordination (laughs) from the gene pool.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm a firm believer in social Darwinism. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
0: get into our open casket viewing.
3: Okay, season one, episode four, Familia. The murder of Paco, a Mexican gang member, finds the Fishers and their employee Rico walking a fine line between the family of the deceased and the gang leader, Powerful. The police are investigating a mysterious fire at a Kroner-owned property across the street, and all fingers point to Claire. Nate's mother walks in at a sensitive moment when Nate's girlfriend Brenda comes to dinner. David, inspired by the late Paco, stands up for his rights.
0: Okay, so uh our our body this week uh is Paco and um uh, the movie, the the episode starts off kind of scary because he starts talking about scream movies.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Which already made me start to giggle right there. Yeah. Since we all know, you know, that someone's going to bite it, right? Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, you so just called your own demise, buddy." Yeah. <laughs>
0: um and uh, he uh, he and his girlfriend are kind of stuck and uh he calls his buddy Luis for help and Luis gets to hear his buddy getting killed over mm-hmm. the phone yeah um so we're in the aftermath of the fire in the first scene and uh <laughs> detectives are talking to Nate and Brenda one of them um <laughs> serving some time here on 6 feet under probably uh Maybe some people remember him from Breaking Dee Bad. Dean Norris! Dean Norris, yep.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plays a great cop.
3: So yes, he's he from does. what? Breaking Bad? Yes. Yep. Yes. I have not seen it.
0: Yes. He's oh, very you know, t- good, t- good in that. I know.
3: I really we'll start like
0: that you. podcast after uh, this one. <laughs> okay.
3: That's <All laughs> cool. <right. laughs> um,
0: yeah, so the cops have to, or are, 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 are interrogating Nate and Brenda about what exactly they were doing in the house And uh, Dean Norris, I forget what his name is in this this episode, but uh, he's asking uh, Brenda to be very specific about
1: it. And she's happy to comply. (laughs) How did the cops know that they were there in the house? I think there were witnesses. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I I didn't catch that. As the detective is
2: questioning Nate and Brenda separately, Nate is very – he's – very nervous, but Brenda is cool as a cucumber, this
1: which is another, scene, reason. Yes. yeah, made me not trust her.
3: See, again, which is another reason why I'm like, oh, she's
1: it was you. like she was throwing Nate under the bus,
3: yes, like yeah, oh, I woke oh, up she, and left, yeah, I left I after know. a phone call. I don't know what he did. I'm like, yeah. Ugh.
0: what a bitch, I know. Ed talking about how he how aggressive he was because uh, he was upset,
3: I know, yeah, yeah. weird, huh. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe you're right, Crackpot, Desert. Mm-hmm. Maybe she doesn't.
1: <laughs> I think she started that fire is what I think.
0: <laughs> well, uh, uh, the cops kind of point Nate in another direction because uh, they start asking about where Claire was during that time. Mm-hmm. And Nate doesn't really know. <laughs> um, we're back at Fisher & Sons and uh, the air conditioning is out. Nate <laughs> and Ruth and... David are worrying about money, and um, and Nate's starting to ask Ruth and David where Claire was. The repairman says it's going to take about five days, and Ruth tells the repair guy, No, it's going to take three days.
3: <laughs> I like that. I thought, Yeah, yeah that was a great scene. Yeah. yeah, good for you, Ruth. She's got a backbone, that one. Mm. Did
2: y'all notice who this, who this episode was written by?
3: It no. says you're yeah. written by Lawrence Andrews. That? Really? That's what it says on my little, you know, episode index thing, yeah. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. Maybe directed by by Lisa...
3: Yeah, directed by Lisa Cholodenko and written by Lawrence Andres.
2: Oh, it was directed by Lisa Cholodenko?
3: Mm-hmm. yes.
2: Okay. Oh, oh, I know that. Who, who is she? She Wait, directed uh, The Kids Are All Right. That's
3: right. Oh, cool. You know, perhaps when I do my little opening thingamadoodle, I should do the written and directed by. I'll do that next time.
0: <laughs> okay. okay. Go any
3: further. Okay. Yeah, in, in future. <laughs> we're just uh, you know we're just amending as we go anyway yeah i know it's fine
0: uh, <laughs> um so the parents are sitting down with uh nate and david and uh apparently they are very too too white to figure out what exactly what to that. do with them especially this... when they what did you guys get the name of the gang leader there i, I just well, it's, wrote. It's his leader.
3: name is powerful
0: oh yeah, yeah the mr powerful yeah, that's right powerful. yeah I love, it. I love. I love that they're such funeral. white
3: toast. Yeah, they're such white bread that they can't deal with it. I love it. <laughs> um,
0: David has to have his awkward conversation with Rico. <sighs> for help.
3: Oh, wow. wasn't that just so painful? David's like,
1: how... a jerk. <laughs> oh,
3: and how long has Rico worked for them? And he doesn't know he's Puerto Rican and not yeah. Mexican.
1: Oh yeah. man. And he just he just assumed that, you know, he would know what a Mexican wedding was. Even if he is Mexican, That I mean Mexican wedding, Mexican funeral, I'm telling you, it's past my bedtime. Um, yes. But anyways, <laughs> he just assumed that he would know what a Mexican funeral was like, even though, you know, even if he was Mexican, that doesn't necessarily mean he knows everything about the culture. You know, he could have been born and raised in uh, L.A., you know? Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. It's okay, it goes sense. back. It goes back to David being kind of naive, right? Let's just, mm. you know, we'll cut some slack there.
1: <laughs> and yeah,
0: I don't think he's just outright racist. No, I you don't know? think he's racist.
3: I think he's honestly just naive.
0: Yeah, and perhaps I, I do think he he is a little bit uppity when it, when it comes to Rico. <laughs> though he does he does consider Rico lower on the uh, yeah
1: uh,
3: at least so, in the business than him, so to an, econo- an economic scale. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. <sighs> um. So. So Rico comes up and is, is trying to help the family, but Mr. Powerful keeps interrupting. What did you guys think of Rico's handling of Mr. Powerful?
1: I thought it was great. <laughs> I liked Rico. He did. he was cool and collected and, you know, he didn't get sucked into a you know, fight with him, but he told the guy what was up, you know, you yep. like it or not. This is this is how it is. And, you know, I think he gained that guy's respect, definitely. Yeah,
2: I agree. Yeah.
3: I think
2: so, too. Yeah, because dealing with, you know, those Latino gangs, they have a different uh, sense of honor mm-hmm. than, I guess, we would. It would be hard to understand, but he had to be firm
1: mm-hmm. with him, not back yeah. down, definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah, well, you know, Mr. Powerful is seeing Rico as kind of like a guy working for the whiteys and and uh you know just a, like oh it was he, like an errand boy they just went downstairs to get him so he could help out you know mm-hmm. and, and i, li- I like the way
3: guy. yeah i like the way rico just kind of motions to powerful with you know the little the little two shakes of his hand like come here mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know let's go in the other room i liked how he did that <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah and cool. he even said he's like you know I, we can help you or we can go right here mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's what you want yep so that was that was cool um so let's see. We have another lovely kitchen scene uh, where um, we have Nate telling David about how Claire was high on crystal meth. The the, the <gasps> mystery of Claire is building in this episode. Where <sighs> like, oh, well Claire was high on crystal meth, so we don't know everything about her, you know. But Claire or kind of
2: Claire was high on crystal meth and she the cops were called to the school because of a foot, so she must have burned the
0: house down. <laughs> right. And then she comes in all happy about some kid getting busted with a teaser how hilarious <laughs> it is. Yeah, we get, we get the kind of reaction of Nate, David, and Ruth just kind of like looking at her as she's just breezing through.
1: <laughs> Apparently she forgot what it's like to be busted with a foot.
0: Mm. <laughs> and then we have the parking lot incident with Keith and David.
1: And you, you
3: know what I wrote said? beside this? I wrote beside it. <laughs> Can Keith be my Fisher of the Week?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hmm,
3: No, I liked him in this. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I guess you can go your... The honorary
3: fish. Oh, I'm I, kidding. Honor- I'm kidding. But I'm just saying. You don't want to break the rules this, <laughs> <laughs>
1: this early in the game? Yeah, oh, right. I was going to choose a non-fisher too. I didn't even think about it, but I guess.
3: Oh, that's uh, funny. We're a bunch of rebels. We're wow. divas and rebels, Robin. That's
1: right. That's, that's <laughs> you fine. got your hands full with us, Robin. Woo-hoo!
0: You guys just do what you want. I'll just Absolutely. I'll it and people will love it.
1: Um- <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, so some jerk calls them Mm -hmm. fags and Mm -hmm. Keith got really pissed off and and went after him Mm -hmm. and David just he didn't seem to be that offended or think (laughs) that he needed to do anything about it and you know not not being a person who's been in that situation I mean I've been called names before but you know not like that I don't know if either reaction was wrong. You know, I understand that that was very hurtful, and Keith, of course, wanted to go after the guy and like, hey, yeah. you know, you just you don't have to be an asshole. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna yell back at you. But you know, David just wanted to ignore it. You know, ignoring people like that takes away a lot of their power. So you know, it's not necessarily wrong i mean i mean, I get that he probably was not confronting it for other issues but i don't think it was wrong
3: right because he's ignoring it because he doesn't want to because he's so closeted
1: right right and i understand yeah, that yeah, and that's probably yeah. wrong but the fact yeah. that you know he didn't feel the need to do a confrontation you know yeah. that's that's not a that's not a wrong response either because you know not not giving that guy that attention is also it- good
3: but I think the point – I mean, all of that's I, – no, I agree with you because everybody handles it differently. Right. But I think what was cool about it was to show um, the difference between the two of them in terms of their journey yeah, with with their comfort level, with their own sexuality, right? So that's – it was kind of neat to show that friction between them because we hadn't been aware of that before. Right. It's not in that way, you know? And I thought, oh, that's kind of neat. There's another layer to where they're at in their relationship. So that's partly why I liked it so much. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's funny you kind of look at it like two different ways. I mean, they're both kind of right and they're both kind of wrong in a
2: way. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. way you yeah. look at it.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Like you could right. argue that Keith is totally overreacting, right? Right. And, say, right. and you could say, David, you're being a, you know, you're being a doormat. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. But the, but the point is they're not in the same headspace about it, right?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely and that i i just i mean i i don't know how long you know they're together but it just seems to me like um they it's do been a few a, months it's been a few uh, months okay well i don't know how long they're gonna last but you know it seems to me that maybe they're not so good for each other at the moment you know since they are in such different places mm-hmm. uh, he has an issue with with david and him not being able to be at his level and, you know, that to me doesn't seem like the greatest relationship.
3: Mm, although Keith says he gonna, understands, yeah, he understands where he's at, They're going to work on each other because he's, they're
2: both so extremes. They're going to come
1: together in the middle. Well, Keith says that he, he understands and everything, but mm-hmm. he's constantly getting on him about this kind of stuff. Mm. I mean, constantly.
3: Okay, but as an aside, if Keith were my protector, I'd be fine with that because <laughs> yeah, remember in, God, in real really. life in real life he's not gay right so we're just clarifying <laughs> i'm just putting that out there <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> moving on yeah so david starts having conversations with uh the dead body
3: paco. oh i love it and i wrote down now the stiffs are talking this is great yeah pa- so, paco
1: paco was great paco oh, was awesome paco yeah. yeah there's just spirit guide stuff
3: Yep, I'm checking out my dick. Oh, <laughs> he's—he's—it's totally spirit guy. That was great.
1: Mhm, mhm.
0: And uh, yeah, it's great because uh, in a way he kind of—I um, don't know—he makes David question himself quite a bit during this episode mm-hmm. about why he didn't defend himself about being closeted. Sometimes, you know, obviously the stuff he says, you know, you're like, yeah, but you know, you got yourself killed, and he's like, but you know i didn't go down like a bitch you know <laughs> so, it, it's not exactly all helpful but
1: <laughs> so clearly david does have some issues about i mean he does feel like he should be more uh open i mean obviously he's having a conflict within himself because clearly the the uh, paco was not an animated ghost clearly it was david Having a conversation, yes. right? With of course, yes. So, which is the
3: same device, mm-hmm. use. yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, so yeah.
1: apparently, he is very conflicted about mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. which is good.
3: Yeah, and it's, it's good he has the self awareness to recognize that right. that, he ha- right. that he needs to he needs to be more comfortable with who he is. It's, right.
1: It's a step on the in the right direction.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: So so David's coming out will be a it will be a gradual coming out. Right.
1: Yes, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. And we and get another.
0: We get another so, verification that uh, Paco is actually in his head because Ruth walks in on David talking <laughs> to Paco. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah.
3: Are we yeah. gonna say more? I'm and
0: sorry.
3: he says, it. "Oh, I, I, don't know. I think I was just gonna oh, something about him gradual coming out." Yeah, saying that that was true to the character that yes. that David, being who he is, he wouldn't come out in a flamboyant way. It would be a very quiet kind of way one would think.
1: You know? mm-hmm. Baby steps, basically. Yeah. yeah. Baby
3: steps. Well said, Desiree. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. You're
1: welcome. <laughs> sometimes I'm smart. Not oh, that well. A lot, sometimes. a lot. You're smart. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I um, have
2: the dead. The okay. dead Paco helps David learn to stand up to strangers and to Crowler. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, we we will definitely get into that. Back to that. Yeah, oh, that's later. But mm-hmm. first, we must talk about what Ruth catches Nate doing.
3: Bra. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Wait. So Brenda, once again, because this is my Brenda hate. This is as bad as Illyrio's hate of, of, of Xander. You know, <laughs> my Brenda hate is like. Oh, are you afraid, Mummy might see? Like I just wanted to slap her.
1: Yeah, she's a right, troublemaker. You, okay, definitely. you
3: come first of all. Okay, you come over an hour before the appointed time. Now, hello, ladies, gentlemen. Have you ever hosted any kind of dinner party? People don't come an hour early. That's just and rude. when
1: they do, the rude. host gets mad. Let me tell you, so I've had I... people show up. Like half an hour early, and I just want to punch them.
3: So she comes an hour early, which right away, I'm sorry, that is not acceptable. Then she starts criticizing the look of, you know, their family home, right. which happens also double as a funeral parlor. And then. She decides, let's have sex.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, you know... Yeah.
3: That's, that seems kind innocent.
2: of childish. It's
3: completely. Thank you, Steph. Completely childish. And I just, I'm just i looking at her going, okay, if you're really there to try to make a good impression on Ruth, his mother, this is not how you do it by getting him to eat you out on the first, you know, family <laughs> <Yeah>. meal. <laughs> but Nate
1: awesome. wasn't... They they awesome. been, not completely innocent in this matter because, you know, he was aware that his mom could walk in at any minute, too. Oh, absolutely. So, oh, and I'm know. not...
3: Uh, no, he's not innocent. But I'm just saying, okay, come on, girls. Have you not been in a first date situation or a first let's meet the family situation? Is that what you'd be doing?
0: Mm-mm. Thank you. No. Well, I you get this impression that perhaps Brenda was doing all this on purpose because, I mean, what other reason to show up an early, out, up an hour early, than mm-hmm. to set things off, like to, mm-hmm. to
3: put people off guard? I yeah. Know. You just see, see, I'm not. I'm telling you, I'm not liking this
1: character very much at this mm-hmm. point. And she has some killer bra watch going. She had a blue, costume, <laughs> that blue dress. There you go. Gabby, that's for you, baby. So any people
3: who don't follow potential cast, if you did, you'd know what bra watch is all about. Yeah.
0: And you know who Illyrio is. No, everybody knows who Illyrio is. I forgot. <laughs> yes. Uh-
3: <laughs> I did like her little reference. You know when she's in the, uh, I guess it's the viewing room at the funeral home? Mm-hmm. And she says, um, oh, you know, Diane Arbus would really appreciate this. Do you guys know who that is? No. Yeah. Diane Arbus is a. She's deceased. She actually committed suicide. But way back in the day, I think it might be the '40s or '50s. She was a woman who was um, quite semi-famous for photographing sort of freakish people, like dwarves and giants, and you know, people like that. So mm-hmm. she would have been right at home photographing, you know, like corpses in a in a funeral home. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a cool reference, anyway. Moving on. (laughs) Uh,
0: Excellent. Let's see. Uh, We have the wake. The wake begins. mm -hmm. And, um,
1: yeah. Wait, we skipped over the most uncomfortable family dinner ever. Oh, good. That's all I wanted to say about it. Just that it was (laughs) extremely uncomfortable. I... Brenda, oh, I just did not like her at all this episode. Well, oh, as yeah. she
2: was sitting there, she was, like, grinning like a Cheshire cat. Like, she uh-huh. was proud of the fact that she had made everybody feel uncomfortable.
3: Robin, yes. do you feel the same way about her at this point? I mean, pretend you don't know whatever the heck you know about her later on, but can you kind of see where we're coming from?
0: Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> so, after the uh, dinner, dinner. we're we do the uh, we, we're now doing the wake with the mm-hmm. uh, gang members and the parents, I just, I felt bad for the parents so much. I mean, I understand that the gang culture, they have to, like, have, like, like, they need to put him out like a, like, one of their boys or whatever. Like, you know, like, maybe he would want, like, bullets and, you know, dice thrown into his coffin with him. But I just feel so bad, like, for the parents just sitting there, like, trying to grieve as well. and Because, it well,
3: because they've already like lost him once to the gang, and, yeah. right, originally when he was alive. And it's almost like they're being robbed of kind of owning his death again, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I know. It's a show of people who love his son, the, their son. Yeah. You well, know what I mean?
2: I, I yeah. felt like it was Nate and David were kind of bridging, making a bridge between the family and the gang.
1: hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, especially Frederico. (laughs) Um,
0: And And uh, oh, go
3: ahead. I was going to say, there's a scene where um, Claire catches the eye of one of the gang guys.
0: That's Luis.
1: Yeah.
3: Luis. Mm -hmm. Okay. Have we seen him before? Am I just forget? um, Okay.
1: He looks a little bit like. Gabe, he looks like Gabe. Yeah. yeah I
3: know well I wondered maybe if he'd been in the crack house and I just missed that but I'm looking at this going what Claire knows a gang guy what's with this you know?
0: <laughs> mm. no, he was the guy that was on the phone when Paco got killed so okay. and he's he's he thinks he's gonna kind of hang out with this girl but then you know Claire just saying all the wrong things apparently
1: she, yeah she's a little too interested in you know What's a gang like? Yeah, you guys shoot
0: guns. Have you killed
3: someone? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what he, how he labels her, but I thought, yeah, he's totally got her number, right? Like she says at one point, oh yeah, I'll go down to whatever, whatever side of town he's in, and oh, yeah. he just totally calls her on that, on her shit, right? And I thought, yeah, good for you, because she needs a little dose of reality, right? Right. Like Clara I think she's too cool, you know, more cool than she really is so she yeah. needs to realize she's not really ready for bullets and yeah
0: uh, which i i kind of took a sigh of, i was like thank you
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know like i mean, uh, i don't know seeing claire I end up going down and hanging out with these like scary gangs you know mm-hmm. <sighs> poor claire um let's see uh oh <laughs> we have a we we have a funny scene where this gang member is showing off his tats to David, who is taking in an eyeful. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think
1: about it that way.
0: <laughs> He's like, oh, yes. Hmm. Uh,
3: that's
0: a good one. OK. Uh, and then this girl shows up. We saw before, but we can't remember what her name is at this moment.
3: I call her the babbling girl. <laughs> yeah.
0: She's the, the bab- one that babbled in, in David's face
3: yes. during his own funeral. Yes, that made him want to scream. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Clearly, she has a thing for funerals. Oh, she's, she's just creepy. creepy. She's creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. She's like in, in Fight Club when they go to all the, um the like, the AA groups and stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> um.
0: And then Nate has a nice little heart-to-heart with the mother and uh, of 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 Paco, and and kind of relates to her about his father's death.
3: Which he is his so- thing, right? That's his thing. That's yeah. his He's thing.
1: so good with people. He is. Yeah, he says all the right things. He he just can empathize. It's great.
3: Yeah.
0: And we get the news that detectives actually ruled the house fire cause unknown.
3: I love that. <laughs> yeah. so, We're not saying it was arson. We're not saying it's not. We're yeah. saying it's unknown. Yeah, we just don't know. <laughs> What's for me? <laughs>
0: um, let's see. Um, we go to the church. This is uh, David's yes. church.
1: Mm-hmm. And David sits a few pews behind Keith. Mm-hmm. that's so that's so sad <laughs>
3: yeah and you get the impression wouldn't they routinely sit together like I, no i think because...
1: so no
3: i do
0: i do i do think oh, so do? because yeah. yeah yeah this is a church you saw the rainbow flag. well yeah there.
3: yeah that's yes, actually...
1: but still you that's david so you know closeted that uh it doesn't hmm. surprise me at all that uh, i took it i
2: took it that uh that uh, Keith is so mad at David yeah. that David mm-hmm.
1: was just giving him some space until he yeah, could talk too. to him. Oh, see, I would think that he would just not go then. I don't know. I mean, he can always go with his mom. <laughs>
0: yeah, which Ruth does does say to David that he needs to start going to church with her. <laughs> uh, let's see. At uh, Brenda's, uh, Brenda starts analyzing Nate immediately, <gasps> saying that uh, he and his mother are the same. They bury their feelings.
3: Ugh, and I'm so sick of her analyzing him. hmm I am sick of it. It's like, shut up already. I just can't stand her. <laughs> God, I hope, yes. you know what? I hope we start finding some, you know, backstory on her or some redeeming reason why she is how she is or something. Because, you know, once you understand what makes somebody tick, you can be so much more tolerant of them. But right now, I'm like, you know what, Brenda? Stop toying with him. Ugh, whatever. She's, she's, she annoys me.
1: I I hope she's not like this beloved character that you know uh, you know like Xander. (laughs) Xander hate, you know, everybody's like, why do you hate Xander so much, you know? but I can
0: assure you, Brenda is not the Xander.
3: Okay, Okay, (laughs) okay. okie dokie. I mean, there's a scene later on, wherever we get to it, you know, where she makes the the peace offering with the mom, Mm -hmm. and there's one little hint there of very genuineness, where she says to her something like, you know, I think we might actually have a chance, or, you know, whatever she says. And Mm -hmm. in that moment, I think, okay, there's a little piece of the real you in there but can we not have all the facade and all the posturing because your posturing is really annoying me
1: right. she says she uh she gets a little glimpses now and then and again that
3: right that was think,
1: the line Thank yeah you.
3: yeah and that made me feel a bit of empathy toward her but i thought you know what brenda you are digging yourself into a hole with desiree and i and you need to pull yourself out of it <laughs>
0: <laughs> well ruth right. definitely definitely takes talks talks to brenda about how <laughs> Fragile, her little boy is, you know, and mm. that he still is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's good, you know. Because Ruth is still protective of him, no matter, no matter what. But you know, she's a mom. Mm.
3: <laughs> no matter how many waitresses he's bagged, yeah. <laughs> 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 quote unquote.
0: Um, so we get to uh, see the uh, the business plan. Nate and David giving the <laughs> business plan. They're going to do the the human touch, mm-hmm. and they just need ninety three thousand dollars. <laughs>
1: I have to tell you, though, that that is the right approach, you know, Um, because they can't compete financially. I, I work for a small family-owned business. They've been in business since the 50s. They were the only testing lab in the area for a long time. Now there's quite a few of them. But we have clients that have been with us for a long time and will stay with us because we are, you know, very – friendly and you know you need it we'll do it for you we're not going to give you the run around you know these are our prices this is what they are but you know we're going to make sure we get somebody out there and you know it's going to be somebody who's doing the right job and you know when you call you're going to get the somebody who cares about you we know who you are we we know who everybody is that they're our clients and we treat them like they're important to us no, I and totally it agree. keeps people there
3: yeah i totally agree because when i mentioned um, before that, I you know have a friend who's in the funeral business, and uh, they got bought out by a big corporation. But it's still the same family members who are running their business, and it makes all the difference. Mm-hmm, it's it's mm-hmm. it's um, it it whatever. When when you go through it and you need somebody kind of who has your back, it makes all the difference if they actually especially, seem to care.
1: If it's especially anyone. in something like you know that kind of business, funeral, yeah. you yeah. really need somebody who's going to be you know they, they you really need a Nate there. Yeah, you know,
3: exactly. You, through it. you do. You do.
0: So, um everything's all set. Ruth is R- Ruth is happy, David's happy, Nate's happy. Um Ruth just wants David to come to church with her, with her. <laughs> uh, and uh Gilardi wants to meet. So, David gets ready to meet Gilardi <laughs> with Paco. <laughs>
3: yes. Oh, I love this. I so love this.
0: How freaked out were you that this product of David's imagination or him talking to himself actually physically attacked him violently?
3: (laughs) (laughs) That was kind of cool in a way. uh, But it's funny you say that because as I'm watching, it, I thought, okay, up until now, this is, you know, this is their projection of their subconscious or, you know, whatever. But I actually thought, wow, that's hmm. It's still the same thing. I know that. But yeah, it was a bit more graphic. Yeah. I thought, my subconscious is choking me. This is pretty bizarre. <laughs> oh, but it was kind of cool. It was good. Yeah. Shook him up, you know, which is what he uh-huh. needed. Uh-huh. Something to, like a catalyst, right? To get him moving. Yeah. yeah. He says, yeah. feel that, your heart racing? Yeah, I love that.
0: Right? It means you won.
1: Yeah, and then he goes, all Paco on Gillardi's ass, which is awesome. Because <laughs> I, I awesome. think that's I think that's probably very out of character for him. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was nice to see. I think that was another baby step. You know, mm-hmm. not well, going to be taken advantage of
3: where where uh, he's you know confronting um, Gillardi and and threatens him. And David just has these dead eyes. I mean, he's got these Clint Eastwood kind of eyes going on. And I'm I'm looking at it going
2: Dexter.
3: Yes. Yeah, Dexter. Yeah. I'm like, you go, you go. You can see foreshadowing of Dexter, you damn serial killer. You but um The
0: tragedy is far worse than death.
3: <laughs> oh, I know. But I'm like, yes. And the way you see that that stupid what do we call him again? We never did the quote. I'm flipping my papers here. The greedy little Nazi fuck, yes, um, from the last episode, he, he actually looks a little terrified. And, I, mm-hmm. and I'm so smugly happy to see that because, of course, they paint him out to be a character that you just
1: love to hate, right? He it's basically yeah. just turned the tables on them because that's exactly what Gilardi was doing to them. He's exactly. threatening them. He's going to shut them down, you know, and mm-hmm. David just that's turned true. the tables. And bullies don't like being bullied. Right on.
3: They're usually yeah. cowards underneath, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. It was nice I to love see. That. I
3: love that scene. And then, you know, Nate's reaction to it, like, what the hell just happened?
1: <laughs> what have you been smoking? <laughs> it's
3: great. Like, is this my little brother? Holy well, shit.
1: Well,
0: it's great because he's kind of stunned and then, then he looks at you and he's like, are you deaf? I <laughs> yeah, exactly. so get lost.
3: right? He's like the best wingman ever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, I think, I'm gonna throw up.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's get into the one of the last scenes here, which actually, on the rewatch, kind of brought a little dust into the room. The uh, prayer circle.
1: <laughs> I like the scene. It did not make me cry, though. Of course, I wrote
3: <laughs> down the gangland gangland thing where? at the end made me sniffle.
1: Uh, oh I was uh, a re- you
3: don't cry at anything, so
1: that's not true here. but oh, okay. that's <laughs> sort
3: of a bit of a cylon, but you know whatever yeah. <sighs> I really and liked it, it i, I did I teared up a bit of that it was very I thought sad. it
1: was great it was nice. I mean clearly they were able to put things behind them and join together mm-hmm. you know to uh, over the death of this but of it's this it's what you said.
3: Desiree, when you said that the Fishers acted as a bridge between them,
1: Steph said that.
3: Oh, Steph, I'm sorry. Steph, give credit. Yeah, that was credit. my
1: brilliant. Uh, I'm sorry, observation. Steph. Was- Don't take <laughs> that away from her. It was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it,
3: I have, to, I have to give the right kudos to the right person. Anyway, totally right on. Absolutely, that was yeah. It's mm-hmm. very cool.
1: Yeah, and then when the, he was, you know, thanking the Fishers and everything too, that was, yeah. it was very sweet. It was, it was, uh, it seemed like maybe, um, uh, what's his name? The gangbanger. Packer? Um Mr. No, Powerful. Oh, Powerful. Mr. Powerful. Yeah, it seemed like Powerful maybe had, you know, kind of um, learned a little lesson about, you yeah. know, not just being a total dick.
3: Yeah. And then I love the line where uh David says to Paco, Jesus, you're just a kid and he says, So are you
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that uh, whole that right right where like we realize David's holding Paco's hand. Yeah. Paco's like, Go me fucking fag. You know, and <laughs> like he's and that's right right there I was like, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> Because you know, it's funny
3: you say that because it took me a minute I was looking at the, the hand holding little close up and going, Wait a minute, who's you know, who is that? Yeah. It took me a minute to clue in. And I'm like, oh, okay. I get it. So. And
0: then Paco let his get out and he looked at the screen and said, Robin, don't be a bitch. And uh, <laughs> that's why <what> I <laughs> let <laughs> my tears away.
1: Uh, I laugh at your uh, pussiness, Robin.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, this show will happen a lot. I'm sorry. Uh, we
3: have four <laughs> girls on the podcast today.
0: Um,. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Finally we we got a little bowling scene where David kind of says
1: oh yeah we're together you know that was kind of cool Another baby step Another baby it's, step Yes it was it was great
3: We're watching him grow aren't we It's nice yes.
0: And then we get to the next scene where Brenda tells Nate that she's burning up for your love
1: Oh she totally set that fire that bitch <laughs> And it's totally creepy,
3: right? When he starts to when he has the, the flash of recognition that perhaps she's the culprit and I'm like,
1: Ooh. Yeah. yeah. But what can he do? Say, Oh, uh, I, I gotta go. You don't do that because you know, then the person is suspicious. You can't you know, you well, just plus gotta he wants act. to get some, right? Well yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, crazy chicks are really good in bed, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not even gonna touch that one. <laughs>
0: And uh, finally, uh, Ruth asked Claire if she set the fire, and Claire says no. So yeah. I think we're led to believe that Brenda did Yeah. at this point.
3: And actually, I thought that scene between Claire and Ruth was kind of sweet, in a way. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. So um, how are we doing on time, Steph?
2: I really need to go. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. Well, why don't we say, um, do you want to, you want to. We're going to talk about Fisher of the Week, and then we're going to talk about ratings and all that. Do you want to just say goodbye now? And Yeah. Do you want
2: to... <laughs> yeah, I, I just really need to go. Do you want me to give you my ratings?
0: Give, it, rating? give it your rating, yeah. Give us yeah, your, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. Um, this was a pretty good one. It wasn't, it wasn't as funny and clever as the one before, but uh, I don't know. I'll give it a 7 out of 10 mm. uh gang Tats. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, thanks for joining us, Steph.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, thanks, thanks for awesome. having This it was a lot of fun.
2: It was. <laughs> and no hopefully, I will be back many, many times.
3: Yep. <laughs> I hope so. And I'm going to be on Potential cast, but not for like two years. <laughs> I'll be on Potential cast tomorrow.
1: Oh, Ugh. this is why you don't get to be on moira because uh robin and kevin took all the episodes because
3: you know what and this is really unfair because they had the knowledge to know which one to ask for so you know thank you yeah. Seth, for giving me one in season five i'm <laughs> sorry if
2: something well... comes open something comes open uh we'll call you
1: okay i thought of, i thought of you moira I thought well, of you. I gave you that episode not too long I ago. Know, thank God. or I, oh. I was going to give it to Mike and I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to give it to somebody who hasn't been on. Uh, Desi, you're getting extra coffee, crisp
3: when we go to San Diego.
1: Thanks. But don't call me Desi. <laughs> I know. <sorry. laughs> no, but better. No better. Okay.
3: Okay, I'll be good.
1: <laughs> Thanks.
2: Bye, Stephanie. <laughs> Bye, Steph. Uh, are you all done with me? Yep. Go yeah, work.
3: No, go ahead, go okay. save
1: a life Thanks. or something. I was just going to say that. <laughs> uh, bye. bye. <laughs> okay. okay, we have Genius. to keep back to
3: closing our show, right? Because we haven't actually done our anything.
1: Yeah, we still got to do all this stuff. Come on,
3: Robin. You're supposed to keep us on course. What the heck? I tried my best, but... And
1: apparently, I have to
0: help you out. <laughs> you guys are constantly talking about how sketchy Brenda is. and You know, you
3: know what? I'm sorry, it's but you know, Des, I think it's really cool that you and I see her the same way. Because I didn't know how yeah. the... Felt like her like whatever about her the way I do. But she's just pissing me off.
1: Yeah. And you know, we disagree on a lot with the show, but that's one thing that we can bond over.
3: Totally agree on. Like gosh,
1: bitch. <laughs> well,
3: anyway. let's get
0: let's get moving into our <laughs> Fisher of the Week. So uh, we lost Steph, but uh, why don't we start – who are we starting with this week?
3: Oh, Des, you go first because I'm trying to find my notes Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I was going to pick Frederico, but he's not a fisher. But you know what? I'm going to pick a fisher. I'm going to pick David. <gasps> okay. Yes yes, yes, yes. Because David was making baby steps in this episode, and I really enjoyed that. I liked that he was – you know, you don't have to, like – Uh, make these huge changes. Just these little baby steps are are just, they're great. So I loved him this episode.
3: And I totally agree with you. I picked David as well. I loved watching him grow some cojones and, (laughs) and, and learn how to stand up for himself and, you know, face down the evil corporate goofball guy. Um, And, you know, be respectful of who he really is. Um, Yeah, I was, Pleased to watch him him grow. It was really, it was kind of cool, kind of sweet.
0: Yeah, in a strange way, you know, I just thought of this that, like, he totally didn't understand the culture mm-hmm. as much, and in some sort of strange way, talking to Paco, he sort of worked all that out in his own mind as well. Like, you know, the the you know, well, the honor
3: personal, thing, right? Again, and and yeah, yeah, the honor and standing up for who you are and not being walked on and all that stuff it's good he
0: might still need to remember you know where puerto rico and where mexico
3: is (laughs) (laughs) but you know he's white bread toast we have to cut him some slack
0: yeah yeah but uh yeah i totally agree with you guys david all the way uh he, he he was he was great in this episode and uh
1: yeah it's good when you guys agree with me for
3: once. <laughs> We're just following your lead, Desiree. <laughs> oh,
1: good, good idea, guys. <laughs> we have to keep
3: her on our good side, Robin, because she's scary.
1: <laughs> <I know. laughs> um. Well,
0: let's get our listener eulogies. And I believe we have something we from – well, not from Moira. I believe Moira has something for us.
3: I, I do I do? And give, okay, yes. We have uh, – Larry Lopez wrote to us, and he says – Ladies and gentlemen, because he knew there was only one gentleman. (laughs) First, I would like to thank you for forcing, in quotes, forcing me to watch this again. Watching the pilot made me remember how much I love this show. What endeared Six Feet Under to me from the start were the characters, David and Claire. I liked how David has come out to his family, or hasn't, sorry, hasn't come out to his family because he was afraid of taking something for himself, not just because he thinks that gay is supposed to be bad. He has always been what others want him to be, so for him to be happy is out of the the question. It seems as though he feels guilty for being himself. As for Claire, I relate to being the youngest with an age gap between siblings, plus the awkward conversations she has with Ruth are priceless. Mm -hmm. It's worth watching this show just for their growth as characters. I really enjoyed your first podcast and look forward to hearing all of the views from both newbies and veterans alike. Keep up the great work, Larry
0: oh well, that's thank nice you so Larry. Much, Larry. thank you yeah, yeah. Yes. sweet um and uh yeah please still uh send in feedback uh, I guess I'm gonna have to start saying I, I got I got a scare on Twitter the other night uh, by, <laughs> by saying just be careful with spoilers you know I don't want I don't want too much spoilerish uh, stuff going on obviously this is a drama this isn't like buffy where there are so many like different spoilers you can get into, mm-hmm. like with a, with a genre show, there's more ways to spoil but obviously there's certain things in the show and especially the finale that I do not want spoiled for these
3: No, times. no, I know please people don't spoil us, I don't, I want to be naive. Naive yeah. is good. Nice. I haven't been naive in a long time, please let me be naive
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: um, Okay, so why don't we give it our last rights
1: You go first this time, Moira.
3: I like this episode for the growth of of David. Mm -hmm. Um, And and for watching him interact with Paco alone, that's really quite priceless, I think. It's just great to see his inner Paco come out. (laughs) Um, That's great. So I'm going to give this episode... Let me think here. Uh, I think... I don't love it quite as much as the last one. So I'm going to say 7 out of 10... Um, uh, empathetic circles of friends.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Here I go again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <kidding>. Let's see. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Um, okay. Um, I didn't like the last episode that much. I really like this one. I found this one pretty funny. I found lots of funny moments in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually laughed out loud when Ruth walked in on uh, Nate (laughs) and Brenda. I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to give this one a 9 out of (gasps) 10 crying gangbangers. You hussy. Yeah,
0: I I definitely – I uh, loved it as well i i gotta stop writing things 10 out of 10 so
3: uh let me do I mean, come on you have to have some you know some scale
0: all right well uh in this weird uh scale where everything's the same even though it's got different numbers i'll, I'll give it an 8 out of 10 inner pacos because i have to quote mora i need to find my inner paco
3: you you, you know your inner Paco is a cool guy to have in your back hip pocket man Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, okay so now that we're done with our last rites let's get on to our burial let's bury this episode
1: okay um, you can visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com you can leave a voicemail at 15412 embalm you can visit us on facebook facebook
3: Or you can email us at fishercast1 at gmail.com and also send us an email if you want a guest for an episode or if you just want to give us feedback because we love your feedback and that makes the show so much more fun.
0: And if you know, don't try to make me cry in your emails, please.
3: (laughs) Because he Uh, cries really easily.
0: Clearly, clearly. (laughs) Are you guys doing the uh, the Twin Peaks podcast as well? Are you listening to that? Watching the yeah, show? No, I
1: haven't. No, just... I I stopped after season one because I hated it so much. I started I... season two and it was it just it pissed me off. Well, so...
0: I I definitely uh, in the same breath want to is uh, making this uh, comment. I want to definitely mention that uh, uh, Larry mentioned us uh, forcing him to go through six feet under again, and I wanted to mention that. Uh, the people of the Twin Peaks podcast who have the same format as this, they uh, the, their their podcast is as much an homage to potential cast as ours is, is mm-hmm. and homage is a friendly way of saying ripping off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they kind of made me go through uh, start up Twin Peaks myself, so I'm really happy. But there's a deputy on there that constantly cries. Andy, <laughs> that's right. Andy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So sometimes I have an inner Andy. Uh, um, that's
3: okay. We love you anyway. <laughs> <Thank>
0: you. <laughs> Moira, where are all the places can find <laughs> you on the web?
3: <laughs> I love it. Okay, so you can find me here at our wonderful Fisher Cast. You can find me on Twitter. I'm Moira Brown. Yeah, twitter.com/slash Moira Brown. You can find me in my medical office in Kingston. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like.
1: He specifically said on the web this time. <laughs> Did he? Yes. Like, I don't have
3: 20,000 oh. freaking podcasts, so okay. just cut me some
1: slack.
0: We can find you in the new Facebook group, too.
1: That's true. That's
0: true. true. <laughs> uh, Des, where can we find you on the web?
1: Where can't you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm here. I'm on Twitter. I'm Sita Catherine um I do the TV podcast, What's On with Steph and Dez, with Steph, who was our guest host tonight. I also do um Nonsense Cast, which is a dirty, mostly <laughs> sexual podcast. Dirty. She gets around, around,
3: gets around, she gets
0: a- <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we want to actually thank again to, uh, Steph, who had to take off at the end of our open casket viewing um some people can't stay for the whole week you know
3: uh hey she uh, had to go save lives do not deter. say that <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you can find her with me uh movie snobbery <laughs> with uh robin and steph movie com. uh you can also what, what's
3: on podcast with steph and com. Yeah, yeah yeah helping. Uh, <laughs>
0: You can, oh, you can find her on Confessions of an Internet Addict as well. She she occasionally,
1: occasionally, when she releases something, she on feels that like
0: we've been trying to schedule up. an episode of that for like
1: three months now. Uh, yeah, uh, you can find her on Potential Cast. That's true.
3: You can find her in San Diego in
1: a few weeks. Yes. Yeah. With,
3: with most of us, but not Robin. Very sad. Yes. <sighs>
1: but he went last year, so that
0: was good. <sighs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh yeah, uh, oh yeah, yeah, media junkyard uh, media <laughs> and here uh, at Robin MJ. That's it for Fishercast this week. Next week, your homework is the episode an open book. As for the episode Familia, we therefore commit this episode of the ground Ashes to Ashes. Ashes
1: dust. Dust, dust, dust. dust. Bye everybody. Adios Bye.